I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. And good Sunday morning to you. Welcome to this edition of Healthy Matters here on this Sunday morning. As we mentioned earlier this morning with Dr. David Hills and your host, it's an open line show today, which means your general health questions. For uh, Dr. Hilden, before we say hello, let me give you the phone number and the text number. We'll get that because, you know, we always get busy when we do an open line show. So take advantage of it. Call uh, Dr. Hilden or text Dr. Hilden. Here's the phone number, 651-989-9226, or send us a, a text at 81807, 81807. Good morning to you. Good morning. Did you have a good week? I had a good week. How about you? Were you a, at the hospital week. most? I was at the hospital working, but we had our great uh, events last Thursday night. We had our first in our community health series. How'd it go? It went fantastic. I, I got to see so many of the show listeners. There were some great CCO listeners there. It was standing room only at the clinic and specialty center last Thursday night. It was the first in our, our community health series. And it was so great because I I talked to so many folks. There was Eileen was there. Eileen is a woman who says she's been listening since the first show How about that of Healthy Matters back in January of 2009. I um some other I'm starting to get to know some of the faces of our listeners because um some of you folks are so great to come out each week um uh or to listen each week and then you yeah. come out to the events. I'll bet I'll see some of them at the state fair again. Uh, I love those live events when I get to see people. We had a great time um Talking about how to live to be a hundred, we did a little blurb on colon cancer. Had a little some snacks and coffee. Toured the building. It was just great. There are two more events coming up. Two more. I won't. I'm not presenting them, but um, some of my fantastic colleagues are. And the next one is on. Uh, they're they're on Saturday mornings um, from nine to eleven. The next two. The next one is August eleventh, and then following that, there's one on Saturday morning on September fifteenth. These events are free. They're easy to get to. It's probably going to be even easier to get to the Saturday morning ones because it won't be rush hour. And so sign up at hennepinhealthcare.org slash here for health. And the four is the number four. Is parking still free? Parking's free. And um, we're trying different times to see what works. You know, yeah. this, you know, we only this building was a hole in the ground six months ago. And so we're trying to decide what are good ways to reach out to the community. And wow, this was a successful one. So we're I mean, there were over 100 people all together there, and the room doesn't really hold that. So we split us into two. It was just absolutely fantastic. Thank you for everybody, everybody who came out. So go to hennepinhealthcare.org slash here for health and uh, sign up for the next two events. You're going to really be glad that you did. Also, I don't know if I've gotten more responses about a show than I did for last week's show with Alicia, Alicia Bravo. She is the registered nurse. If you remember, oh, who yes. was in here told us about the story of she was training for a triathlon in in a her town of Cambridge, Wisconsin, near Madison, and she had a cardiac arrest in the middle of the lake. And by some some chance, she happened to have asked her dad to follow in the boat that day, something she had never done before. And her family was following her in the boat as she swam across the lake. And she had a cardiac arrest, and she would have drowned and died on the spot. She was young. She's young. She is young. Yeah, thirties, late. You know, she's young. You know, uh, and um, 
She has kids and a husband, little kids, and they're all there. Her sister jumps in the water, pulls her in. She's drowning, um, pulls her into the boat. Her dad started CPR. They they race to the shore in the boat while her dad is doing CPR. And since they were going so fast on this lake, they caught the attention of the police boats who chased them because they thought they were yeah. going too fast. And then the police called 911 and they did CPR on the dock and they got a defibrillator. Well, anyway, she is alive and doing just great. She's back to running 10Ks yes. and, and doing triathlons, but she can't swim because if her heart were to have a problem while she's swimming, she would drown. So, but this, this is the most incredible story I've heard in a long time. Um, and so she has taken it on sort of her life mission to teach people about learning to do CPR. So I've heard a lot about Alicia's story, and she can tell it so much better than I can tell it. So two ways that you can listen to last week's show or hear about it. The first is to listen to the podcast. Um, you can listen to the entirety of the show and hear Alicia tell it in her own story. And the second way is to look at the post I did on MyHealthyMatters.org. And I did it just last night. And, and what I have done is I had asked Alicia and our other guest, Dr. Brad Bart, to comment to a Q&A session online and to, for Alicia to tell her story from her own perspective. They have done that in written form. So you can listen to the podcast and you can see the written um, Q&A session from Alicia at MyHealthyMatters.org. I think it's going to be a popular one. You can do it right now or anytime at your convenience. It'll, it'll be the first thing you see so you don't have to search for anything. I encourage you to share it on Facebook or Instagram or social media. Send a link to the post to your friends because we really want to get out the word about Alicia's story. Not only is she a survivor of a cardiac arrest, but she's doing something about it. Last year, she did an event at Surly Brewing um, about and to teach people CPR while they're drinking beer, which which is you know you got to admire this kind of uh, pluck she has. <laughs> and so she's doing another event at the, in Shakopee um, uh, in October, uh, where it's called Pump and Pint. So you know, so pumping is the learning CPR, and pint is while you're having a beer. And so um, she taught 200 people, or there were 200 people at the last event. She's hoping for more, even more, in Shakopee. So I have information about that in the post as well. So myhealthymatters.org for both um, uh, the podcast or the stories about Alicia. It's really an incredible story, and I've I've done CPR a lot. I really have. I've done it. I don't know, 20 or 30 times in my life. I've never seen an outcome as good as this one. And this yeah, was a person who needed CPR in the middle of a lake. And um, she is here to tell us about it. So myhealthymatters.org, I encourage you to go and share it uh, at will with your friends online. What a story. All right, let's uh, invite our listeners to join in. We have callers. We have texters, 651-989-9226. Uh, or uh, send a text, 81807. As I said, we have both. Hugh is calling in from uh, Edina, I believe. Hugh, you're on with the doctor. Good morning, uh, Dr. Hilton. I happen to catch you voice your opinion on multivitamins, etc. all within the last two weeks. I can't remember when on CCO. And uh, my wife and I have been taking uh, num- numerous vitamins for oh many years, and now you've uh, your statement said they're useless. Yeah. Uh, now, would you explain to me, for instance, we take each a uh, multivitamin single pill plus fish oil plus magnesium plus uh, um, what is it uh, calcium plus d3 supplement in there uh, 
turmeric, and uh, probiotics. Right. Now, are you grouping them all together and saying that they're no good? Uh, not all of them, Hugh. Um, I do. Um, I am a skeptic on almost all supplements. However, there are. First of all, there are individual people who could use each one of the things you've said. If you are short on magnesium for some reason, you, um, then there are people like this. Um, a magnesium supplement makes sense. Uh, many people, it makes sense to take vitamin D and calcium. Uh, uh, and fish oil probably has some help. Um, uh, individually, for certain people, they, they make some sense. For the average person in average health, there is no evidence, however, that any of those supplements, with the exception of vitamin D, the one you said, um, there's no evidence that it's beneficial. And that, that's and the ones that is um, the most dubious of all probably is a multivitamin. Uh, there is some benefit that good oils are helpful to you. There is evidence that vitamin D is helpful for you. But there is there is just because it's theoretic, it's good to get vitamin D, but we should get it from the sources naturally. That would be the sunlight um, and from food products. And fish oil, although has been found to be probably good for you, it's probably better to eat a salmon than to take fish oil tablets. That being said, if you have high risk for heart disease, fish oil tablets probably do make some sense. Um, if you're vitamin, um, if you're uh, living in Minnesota and you don't get a, much sunlight, probably a vitamin D supplement makes sense. There is zero evidence that a multivitamin does anything. And, and that's kind of disappointing to people because, you know, we take all these pills, but the human body is exquisitely designed or evolved or whatever you want to say. The human body is exquisitely able to function using the, the process, something that doesn't come in a tablet. Your food, the sunlight, exercise, um, as long as you're doing all of those things, I don't think a supplement adds anything to your life. On the other hand, if, if you know, and, and if you're, well, what I want to say is on the other hand, they're probably not harmful. It is at least possible that there's some medical knowledge we don't yet have and that it makes, and that vitamins will do something for that. But as the current state of medical evidence is, the only vitamins or supplements I recommend are vitamin D if you don't get out in the sun ever. And if you get out in the sun, you probably don't even need that. Calcium if you're not getting it in your diet. Folic acid if you are a woman of childbearing years. And honestly, I can't think of any others that I recommend any longer. So okay. – it doesn't mean they're not. They're probably not harmful. There probably there might be some assist, might be some help, but I think it's primarily a, a waste of money, especially the multivitamins. Yeah, right? there's no evidence that multivitamins do anything. All right. You know, you know, it's in a pill form. Your body isn't meant to do stuff in a pill form. There's probably something in the natural plants that we could eat, or natural meat products that they provide mi these micro micronutrients, but they also provide fiber and cellular material and. And so it's um, far healthier to get all of those vitamins in food. All right. We need, thank you, Hugh. We need to uh, take a break. We have uh, folks on the line. Don't go away. Texters will pick up on those as well. It's an open line show today here on Healthy Matters. In the Twin Cities, our current temperature reading is 75, heading for 87. 
And good morning. Welcome back to this portion of Healthy Matters. This open line show means you're driving the show, your phone calls and text messages for Dr. David Hilden. Uh, I tell you what, let's grab a phone call and then we'll uh, maybe grab some text. What do you say? Tim is calling in from Pipestone with a question. Tim, the doctor's listening. Good morning. Um, question, I'm 52 years old and uh, last summer, I'm not sure if it's a coincidental deal or not, but last summer it got uh, overheated. Um, on a really hot day doing work outside. And ever since then, I've had leg cramps a lot at when I'm sleeping at night. And I'm wondering if I've had blood work since when I've had a physical and things and things are normal. I'm just wondering if that's related or if it's just the age or what. Tim, what, you said how long ago was your problem with getting overheated? About a year. I mean, it was last summer. Right, and it's been ever since that time. Yeah, yeah. That uh, I don't know if those things are. What's interesting is that leg cramps and the like are a, a really big consequence of getting overheated. They are. I, I mean, you get heat stroke and you get muscle cramps, and and you're and um, there's not enough oxygen, there's not enough fluid, and muscles really do cramp up. But it doesn't last a year. Um, that's why I asked about the time frame. Um, uh, on unless. I'm trying to put it together with your heat problem a year ago. And, and unless your muscles were damaged and you got some kind of myopathy, but even that, your muscles would have regenerated and gotten better in a year. So I'm having a hard time relating it to that one. Unless you're having some ongoing um, uh, you know, heat-related injuries. Other problems with muscle cramps can be due to iron deficiency. Uh, it can be due to um, uh, other electrolyte problems. Uh, uh, and it can, or it can be due to uh, what's what we call a myopathy, which is a problem with the muscle cells themselves. Those aren't very common. So it, I would get your basic blood test done. I would do that. Make sure you're not iron deficient and 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 the like. And if that's continuing to happen and you're still having these uh, muscle problems, I might I I might see a rheumatologist. Believe it or not, a rheumatologist is sort of the connective tissue doctor who does joints and muscles and the like, and see if they need to um, do any special tests for myopathies um, or other musculoskeletal problems. Uh, I would start with the deficiencies of basically iron. That's the first thing I'd start with. And then I would stay well hydrated and exercise, and it could just be that your muscles are getting a little less flexible as you age. You know, a lot of people say, I get, I have cramps all the time now. I never used to. Well, it's because your muscles are getting stiffer because, you know, when you're 20, it doesn't matter what you do, you're in good shape. And when you're in your 50s, it could be that things are just not as elastic as they used to be, and you need to do a little more gentle stretching than you, than you used to. So those are some ideas. I have to admit, Tim, I'm not sure. Uh, if you told me I got a heat-related problem last week, I would say, oh, it's from the heat. It's yeah. from the heat. Your muscles are just recovering from that. But um, because yours was so long ago, I'm not, I'm not quite so sure. So I, 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 good luck to you. I didn't give you a whole lot of uh, anything to hang your hat on there, but those yeah. are some ideas. It would be interesting if Tim has a follow-up uh, to, yeah. to uh, hear. hear what... I would like to hear if you, ever, yeah, if you hear anything, um, uh, anything, Tim. Yeah. Thanks, Tim. Good luck. Uh, we have uh, text messages as well. Uh, if you uh, would uh, like to send the doctor your text, 81807. I know we have a bunch of those. Yeah, there are a bunch here. Um, here's one that, I, let's see, it's from Diane and Gary in St. Paul who just say, hey, thanks for uh, to me and the medical friends for uh, information and interesting here for health program on Thursday. We were pleased to attend. Um, th- thank you for being there, um, Gary and uh, 
Diane from St. Paul were there. If you don't know what I'm talking about or what Gary and Diane are talking about, these, this is the Here for Health series. Go to hennepinhealthcare.org slash here for health to sign up for future ones. Um, here's one from the text line that says, it was the first one that came in today. Can you comment on the effectiveness of the stem cell regenerative treatment for joint repairs? Okay, so this text or something related has been asked um, many times over the past month, and every single time I've bypassed it on the text line. As you might guess, listeners, we have way more texts than I can ever answer, and this is one I don't know the answer to. But today I'm tackling it. I still don't know the answer to it. (laughs) But what I want to do about this is that what people have are asking, as is this texter, there is a new therapy where they inject stem cells into your joints in an effort to help um, degenerative arthritis. I don't know enough about it to make an intelligent response other than to say it makes some theoretical sense. So any medical intervention that doesn't make sense theoretically, I dismiss out of hand. Uh, that's not going to work. But this makes some theoretical sense. It does. Your stem cells, they, they can regenerate into new tissue. So that makes some theoretical sense. What I don't know is that if it has any practical um, effectiveness. So um, I've vowed to myself that sometime in this year, 2018, we're going to do a show about stem cells. And I'm going to find somebody who knows something about it because I don't. Um, so I, I, I think it's not maybe ready for prime time yet. It's a little bit early. But it does have some promise. That's the best I can do, I think. All right. I think we have time for maybe one more text before we break. Okie doke. Um, here's one that says, um, I need my aorta replaced. How dangerous is the surgery? What side effects should I expect? I'm 61. So an aortic surgery – surgeries are very safe, all kinds of surgeries. But an, but an aortic surgery would be considered a higher-risk surgery. It's your big biggest blood vessel of your body. comes right out of your heart. Um, that being said, no surgeon ever recommends aortic surgery lightly. And so whatever you have, probably an aneurysm is why most people would get aortic surgery. Um, that's the main reason. Either right an aneurysm right by your heart or it can be down in your belly, and then it's called an abdominal aneurysm. And those surgeries are highly successful at fixing that problem. And not doing the surgery um, is probably more dangerous. Though they, no one recommends a surgery for something just on a whim. Um, to your aorta. So to this person, I would probably go ahead with it and um, you will feel a little bit of uh, you won't feel great the day afterwards, but you'll have a few days of recovery and then you'll have a few weeks of, of slowly getting back to normal. But uh, without more specifics, I guess I probably can't say more than that. All right. I know we have to take a break. We do have another half hour of the show to go. So if you'd like to join in again, it's an open line show, your calls and uh, your text for Dr. Hilden. Let me give you the phone number as we head to this break. It is 651-989-9226. You can call now. We'll put you on hold and get ready for for some answers. Or send a text. And again, we have a lot of those. 81807 for your text messages. We expect highs in the Twin Cities today near 87. Light winds, 63 the low overnight, 84 tomorrow. 75 right now. Hey. And good morning. Welcome to Healthy Matters on this uh, Sunday morning. It's an open line show today. Uh, if you want to call it in, 651-989-9226 or send a text, 81807. And as, as you can see, Dr. Hilden, we have a lot of text messages and callers are coming in as well. Absolutely. 
Absolutely. we got a lot of them. I'll try to get to some of these text messages. A good morning one. You have a good week, Danny? I had a real good week, and I know you had a busy week, too. We had a great turnout for those that joined us late. Uh, a great turnout this past week. Fabulous turnout for our Here for Health series. I'm glad to get to meet some people. Um, some listeners came out to the, to the, the, the clinic and specialty center last week. We have two more of those coming up. They're coming up in uh, next month and the month after that. Uh, our Here for Health series, you can sign up at hennepinhealthcare.org slash here for health. You can learn about women's health, acupuncture, skin care. They're Saturday, August 11th, and Saturday, September 15th. Go to hennepinhealthcare.org slash here for health to register. The it's events, all free. The events are free. The parking is free. Um, I hope you can sign up. Good deal. All right, let's uh, let's go back to the phones. I know we have folks waiting. Elaine is calling from uh, Brooklyn Park. Uh, uh, Elaine, go ahead. The doctor's listening. Good morning, Dr. Hilgen. How you doing, Elaine? I'm doing great. I have a question I can't seem to find an answer for, and I know you can help me out. Well, boy, that's, a, that's kind of a tall <laughs> order. I'll see what I can do. I'm a healthy 75-year-old woman, and toward the end of last year, I had a major health concern. Inside my integrated health system, the communication with test results and things works out pretty well. But once I got out of that, and my health concern required three different specialists and three different systems, um, for some reason or another, trying to get my appointments in line and getting health results to those specialists so when I'm at the appointment they have the information was almost impossible it took up more of my time than making appointments. Oh, gosh. And I'm wondering what protocol is for this to be effective for both doctors and patients. Guys, Elaine, that's like the greatest question. Um, communication among patients and doctors and clinics has gotten so complicated, and um, we do so many different tests, and and the the secret is that most health most healthcare systems spend a lot of um time trying to get to not have to talk to you and that, that and i mean that kind of partially cynically they want you to log in to get your own um health information they want you to pass on um you know to be you know a, an engaged consumer but what i think we need to do is get back a little bit to the era when we're talking to our patients a little bit more and so we don't put such a burden on the patient. Like what you've done is you had to go to all these different clinics within a, a certain system and to try to pass on that information back and forth. We put the burden too much on you and I applaud you for your uh, efforts and your stick to um, What I suggest for people is when you're in with your doctor's visit, you should um, ask them, how am I going to get these test results? When do you think they'll be ready by um, and how should I get them? So, for instance, if you if they say we prefer you just log into our healthcare system and look up your results, then tell them when are they ask them when are they going to be there and um, and how do I do that and will my next clinic appointment have that information or am I responsible for taking it? I think just when you're in with uh, your doctor, anything that you can be any just clarity on the process, I think, is what is so important. Um, you know, we used to send letters. We used to um, make more phone calls. And I, sometimes I kind of wish we, we did some of that. Um, certainly, if you're going in between healthcare systems, you're going from one system to another, ask them, how is my healthcare information going to get passed on back and forth? 
Most of us in the state of Minnesota use the identical computer system. It's called Epic. Um, Mayo Clinic uses it. The University of Minnesota uses it. Of course, Hennepin Healthcare uses it. We were one of the first. All of the other commercial systems in town, I believe all of them now, HealthEast and Fairview and Alina and all of them, Park Nicollet, they all use Epic. So we can communicate by computer. But um, you don't – but I still re- recommend when you're in with your doctor, ask the very question, when am my test going to be done? Um, when is my next appointment? How is that information going to be passed on? Um, it, it's a challenge. And you would think we'd be more connected nowadays, but frankly, we're a little less so, I think, despite the technology. All right. Good question, Elaine. Thank you. You want to pick up on a text or two before we go back to the phones? Absolutely, Danny. Here's somebody who says, I just had blood tests done and everything good, but the high eosinophils, they wrote EOS, at 17.5%. Wondering what this means. That's Joe. Eosinophils are a type of white blood cell that occurs in your body. They should be um, just a small percentage, not 17%, just a, a few percent. They generally are elevated in a few conditions. The main one is allergies. If you have an allergic condition, um, your eosinophils are high. So that's the first thing to look for. Um, um, The second one is, believe it or not, parasite infections, worms and things that can happen. Your eosinophils can go up. And third, there are some other kind of um, uh, eosinophilic conditions, even, even cancers. Um, leukemias and the like. Those are the three big ones. By far and away, the biggest one is due to allergies, though. So if you have elevated eosinophils in your blood test, you need to follow up with that just um, um, to find out what it's from, either with an, probably starting with an allergist or maybe a hematologist. Do we have time for another one of these? Um, Let's do that. Let's see. What is the best treatment for a large calloused wart on a finger? Would you recommend surgery? Um, usually I recommend having them frozen off. If it's too big from that, then yes, a surgeon can easily take off a wart. Okay. Back to the phones we go. Mike is calling from Roseville. Go ahead, Mike. Yeah, hi. Uh, my wife uh, had a hip, hip or bone-on-bone hip problems, and uh, about a year and a half ago she fell shoveling snow, and she, it was rest emergency surgery. And now, a year and a half later, the uh, cements come apart on her hip, and she has to have surgery in another month, and we're terrified about that. And what can we expect? Mike, what what part scares you and your wife about it? Well, it, it, she just can hardly walk. I mean, she's got so much pain. The pain she's having some pain now. Yeah, yeah, a from, lot of pain now. A I lot. Yeah, I think the surgery. Yeah, I think that that is um, the. You know, it is true that the second surgeries um, aren't always quite as. Um, they're a little bit more challenging than the first one because she's already had one done. But it's still, um, I, I think it's the exact right thing to do. They do what's called the revision surgery, and they can fix the hardware that's in there. They can fix that joint. And and hip hip surgeries are among the more successful surgeries that are done. And so when I tell people that if you've got a bad hip joint, whether it's your natural joint or it's an artificial one that's that's just worn out, it's um, often the surgery is life-changing and for the better. Um, and so it's better than being in daily pain. It's better than all the medications you might have to take. Um, and so uh, surgeries are, are a scary thing, but I think it's the right thing to do for you and your wife. Orthopedic surgeons are very skilled at those. Um, this is not something experimental. It's not something new. It's not something that they're wondering what to do. It's a well-established procedure that has great outcomes. So I think you can have some of your fears sort of allayed there, Mike. It, uh, I think you're doing the right thing. Okay. 
Carl is calling from St. Paul this morning. Carl, you're on CCO. Good morning. Uh, good morning, Doctor. Uh, I had a question. I had a, uh, a sore on the side of my left foot, right below my uh, ankle bone there, and uh, when I wear a shoe, it rubs on it and so forth. And last year, I had to go to the foot doctor with it, and she debreathed it. She put a Band-Aid on it and wrapped it, and she put a, it's called a silver something some sort of silver dean is the name of it i think is what you said yeah silver dean yeah yeah and i was wondering i've got to go back on the six august but is there anything else that i can put on there to uh you know i put a a band-aid on like a white band-aid but i'm wondering what i could put on there is is it healing now carl pardon is the sore healing or is it like still open it kind of bites it kind of bites it's kind of open yet yeah so what they're doing is they're allowing it to heal by what's called secondary intention primary intention is when you suture a suture wounds together secondary just means we allow kind of an open shallow wound to fill in on its own what you need to do is keep it wet and that's what the sylvadine ointment will do or some people can you can just use bacitracin actually um and but the sylvadine is a wound treatment ointment that keeps the bed of the wound um, well, basically kind of wet. You don't want things to dry out. Um, that's not helpful uh, for wounds, and then they don't heal. Um, so uh, I think you're doing the right thing. But if you if the area gets um, pus coming out of it, if it gets red around it, if it gets black and smelly, those are things that the wound isn't healing, and you should go in and have it be seen. And they can do more debridement, which means cutting away dead tissue. Um, they can do more of that. But um, uh, usually we have people follow up in a week or two after we do such kind of mild surgical procedures. So I think that's what I would probably suggest you do is make sure you go back in if it's not healing in a week or two. Don't let it go two or three or four or five weeks because by that point, the wounds are getting really bad. So keep putting the ointment on there. A gentle, loose covering with a Band-Aid or a gauze is all you need to do and then have it followed up in a week or so. All right, before we take a quick break, Marilyn in Minneapolis is on the phone. Go ahead, Marilyn. Thank you. Yes, good morning and thanks for taking my call. Uh, Yes, I get a letter from my car insurance company in um giving an offer but it's for pay um to go to a screening um and they're done in different towns but this one happens to be looks like done in Hopkins and it is for your arteries it is um let's see it's like a lifeline health preventive health screening costs around seventy dollars and I am sixty eight and it is um claiming risk of stroke is high for women one in five in of women get strokes. Yeah. Mom had a major stroke and died. Um, she's already gone, but you know she had such a bad stroke that she couldn't speak or eat. She had to be on a food tube for the remainder of her life. Marilyn, I'll bet you they're looking so, at your carotid arteries of your neck. Is that what it said? It looks like, yeah, um, like it would be up in the neck area, yes, where the plaque can build right. up. So the, my first response is that, yes, stroke is extraordinarily common. It is dropping as a cause of death. It's now fifth most common, used to be third. But it is a huge common thing. However, these tests don't help you. Um, I think it's a waste of your money. I mean, be just unequivocally, it's a waste of your money. Because the issue is this. Um, there are other things that um, are higher risk for stroke. High blood pressure, 
um, would be the main one. Keep your blood pressure down. Keep your cholesterol down. Um, if you have a family history of it, then you might want to think about taking an aspirin. But the question is this. If you do – if if you – this test is only going to pick something up um, if it's really bad – and you would have known about that by now. Um, it, so if if you're going to find something on this ultrasound test that they're going to they want eighty dollars for, that's just minor. You are going to do nothing about it. You are certainly not going to have a surgery for it. You're not going to do anything for for what they can find. So we don't recommend it. That these haven't been shown to be helpful. It's not going to hurt. It's literally not going to hurt. If if you got eighty bucks and you're curious, have at it. There's no harm in doing it. But it's it's um, it's not really a great use of the money. All right. We need to take a quick break. Be back with more of the show. 77 degrees, heading for 87 here in the Twin Cities. And welcome back to Healthy Matters. It is an open line show today. Your phone calls and text messages for Dr. David Hilden. And as you can see, doctor, we've got a few minutes to go. Maybe uh, more uh, We do. I'll try to do a few of them, Danny. I do want to remind people, go to myhealthymatters.org. There's a new story about Alicia Bravo, the young woman, uh, the nurse who had a cardiac arrest last week. Um, She, in her own words, is telling her story. It's maybe the most powerful story we've ever told in 10 years on the air. Go to myhealthymatters.org today. Okay, here's a couple more from the text line. How about coenzyme Q10 to be taken with a statin? Is that okay? Absolutely, yes. Those are, um, it's again, one of those things that doesn't have a lot of proof, but it might be helpful for your cholesterol to take coenzyme Q10 if if you have high cholesterol. Um, here's one that says, I am an RD, that is a registered dietitian, and totally agree with your statement you just made regarding supplements, especially multivitamins. Many years ago, I had a college professor who used to say that taking multivitamins just gives you expensive urine. (laughs) That one stuck with me. I tend to agree with that person. Um, Here's a person that says, when I take iron, why do I get so constipated? Um, Iron is very constipating. The one thing about taking iron supplements is that we used to tell people to take them three times a day. It has now been shown that you don't have to do that so often. One iron tablet a day is adequate. And if you're taking it more often than that, then um, you don't need to. This is for people who are iron deficient. Iron deficient. So once a day. Take a stool softener, a gentle laxative, and that's a, a good idea. Um, Here's someone that says many individuals do not care for their body by eating foods that are congruent with good health and therefore need vitamins as a source of better health. This is all if you're just tuning in. I said I don't think multivitamins are worth it, and there's a lot of responses to that. That is true. If you're not eating good health, um, you're probably not going to be healthy. I just think a multivitamin isn't going to fix that. The solution is to eat better. Um, Okay, let's see. Um, Somebody said I have leg cramps, and leg cramps can use magnesium. That is an absolute truth. If you have um, low magnesium levels, um, it can lead to leg cramping, and so that is a good idea um, in that case. Um, staph infection, how contagious is it? Um, any infection is contagious if you get a person's body fluids on you. So if you have a lung infection with staph and you're coughing on people, that's contagious. But in general, if you're not within an arm's reach of them, it's okay. I see people with staph infections every day in my life and I've never got one. So they're not all that contagious as long as you wash your hands and don't cough on people, things like that. Um, here is a person that says, um, Park Nickel, it notifies you by email when your test results are available and you can log in to see them. That is true for Hennepin and pretty much every other system as well. Most systems will notify you if you have um, new test results. Have time for another one? We have about a minute to go. Minute to go. Um, uh, Would you recommend an orthopedist specializing in foot or a podiatrist for Achilles problems? I would recommend either one. Just make sure. 
Just make sure you're going to someone who does feet. We have great podiatrists at Hennepin. Nikki Bowerly is the chief of podiatry. So I would I really recommend her or one of her colleagues in podiatry. But if you can find an orthopedic surgeon who does feet, that is equally acceptable in my book. All right. Now, again, we're just about out of time. But a reminder to our listeners, if you need a doctor. Yeah, thanks, Denny. Um, give us a holler at Hennepin Healthcare. Our number is 612-873-6963. Of course, you can always go to hennepinhealthcare.org. And I really encourage people this week, especially this week, to go to myhealthymatters.org and read Alicia's story. Um, There's some links there. There's some videos there. It's inspiring. Um, So go to myhealthymatters.org to learn about CPR, how you can learn to do CPR, and why it's so important. myhealthymatters.org. Coming up next week. We're going to talk about your life. We're going to talk about your prostate urinary problems with two urologists from Hennepin. It's going to be a great show. A lot of people are going to be interested in that. All right. We'll take more calls and texts uh, at that time, too. So stay with us. Right now, it's 77 degrees. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.